and welcome to this month's Pure Gem podcast. And we have a lot to talk about this month. This month has been really stacked, and there's no one better to talk about it than with Sam. How are you, Sam? Ah, guten Abend, mein Dame und Herren. <laughs> guten Abend. Oh, amazing. This is going to be an all-time episode. Um, I'm fine. How are you, Sam? Uh, gets is good. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. First of all, before I we, before we start to get into the detail, I need to plug something. We on I think it's gonna be on the thirteenth. Um, we have a review on YouTube on the Five Star Network YouTube channel for the all uh, for the All Together Again show, which features Noah, New Japan, and All Japan wrestlers. It's gonna be a special episode of the Pearl Gems podcast live this time on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, we will post the details on Twitter, on wherever you will find it. So, Sam, um, I brought you here in because it's going to be interesting. You have, haven't seen many of those wrestlers we will talk about before. And just to start in, how was it like, like watching some of these wrestlers? Uh, well, actually, I have to correct you there because I am very familiar Oh, sorry. Uh, of course. I, I know everything there is to know about uh, Pudo Resu. Uh, <laughs> I call it Pudo Resu because I'm, I'm, I know a lot about it, um, unlike you uncultured swines. Um, <laughs> I love uh, Hiroyuki Suzuki. Uh, he's one of my favorites uh, <laughs> from Niigata Pro Wrestling. Niigata Pro Wrestling. Yeah, he's, he's an absolute legend up in Gosen. Niigata Japan, uh, one of my favorite five foot ten, two hundred eleven pound wrestlers. Um, I, I know, like I say, I know a lot about all of these wrestlers. Um, mm -hmm. Very familiar with them, so I'm actually interested in educating you about some <laughs> of them. Amazing, and yeah, we have a lot to talk about. I would say we'd start with the with the most popular promotion, like the out of them, and that's going to be All Japan. Oh, All Japan, Big Japan. <laughs> no, how sadly is Big not. Japan not. How is Big Japan not the most imp like popular promotion in the country? They give out free potatoes. That, yeah, I mean, me as a German potato, I'm like like instantly sold an ad. Kartoffel. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, we start off with All Japan because they had some interesting developments, I would say. Um, they had a Correct and Horse show on the 29th. You have just seen the main event, correct? Uh, the All Japan Korokan main event uh, featuring um, Yuji Nagata and T-Hawk. Yes, you have just seen that, right? Yes, yeah. I have just watched that. Okay, then we will just rush through the, the undercut a bit. And we start off with the All Japan Junior, junior title match. It was Naruki Doi defending his All Japan Junior World Junior title, whatever the fuck against Atsuki Awagi. Um, this match went like uh, 17 minutes, uh, which is I long. The, I saw the finishing stretch of this. I did go back and watch that. Yeah. Um, um, so. This match was, was great. Um, you have seen... Have you seen the, the match earlier this year? No, I have not. I've fallen out of All Japan. I, I watched a bit of it last year, um, mostly around the sort of champion carnival time, and then I have not watched have not kept up with it um but i like i've seen naruki doi in ddt uh i hear he used to wrestle at another promotion 
I've completely forgotten. I'm sure it's not important. Um, uh, I don't know much about it, so it can't be very important. Um, and then he seems like, and then I've seen Atsuki Aoyagi, obviously, in the little bits I've flirted with All Japan. I've seen him around. So I know they're both really, really uh, prominent juniors. Yes. And one of them, I think, might be double the age of the other. <laughs> not... That actually could be true. Um, let me check. Uh, Natsuki, Atsuki nah, Aoyagi close. is okay. 23. Yeah, Doi's 42. <laughs> oh, so he's, he's four years off being exactly ah. double his age. <laughs> Funny. Um, to go into the match details a little bit, um, the match was really fast-paced and as good as you can imagine. I kind of prefer the match in February a bit more, but this one was also really good. The crowd here was 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 so good and so behind Otsuki Awagi, and which is why it was the right decision that he just defeats Naruki Doi with the Fireblood uh, Firebird Splash to regain the. Old Japan junior title. Um, he's clearly positioned as the junior ace, and especially when you look at his brother, who might also be at the top of Old Japan in the future, we may see a tag team with the junior champion and the triple crown champion as both champions and both big brothers. Um, for Naruki Doi title run, it stops at uh, defense number two after 99 days. Um, it was a typical transition title reign. Um, where he played the veteran to elevate the junior division. And all Japan in the past especially had the problem is that the junior division just didn't feel interesting because you didn't have much going on there. Or you had like champions like Sushi or whatever. Where I'm like, okay, nobody really needs that. There was a time. It was basically Hikaru Sato's belt for like ages, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of. Correctly. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It was like Koji Ivamoto and 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 Hikaru Sato for a while, but there was a stretch. I will read out the lineage for you. We had oh, Suji, Izanagi, yeah. Super Crazy, and then Suji again. And Hikaru Sato won it, and then Tiger Mask number four. The bad. I one. remember it was Tiger Mask. Jesus. Before. Yeah, because I remember because it was the was it was the anniversary of. Uh, Sata, Sata's old tag team partner. Yes. Um, it was his uh, Atsushi Aoki. It was the anniversary of his was it his death? I think so. At, at like a big show. It was at Oto Ward, I want to say? Kurikin. It, it was a Kurikin. Oh, no, wait. Okay. No, no, no wait, wait, wait. It was a big, big show. It was either Oto Yeah, it was Oto Ward. Or... Yeah, it was yeah, Oto Ward. And Sato came out like with I think they came up. He came up with Aoki's belt, like the one that was given to Aoki's family, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or, and there was Correct. a whole tribute, and then Tiger Mask Four just wins. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's the it most was really moment. <laughs> like that was a really. I think that was when like I kind of dropped out of all Japan because that show was a complete. Yeah, that that was was the show where Jake Lee randomly won the belt. That was a really strange show. Yeah, it it was it was real. I mean, yeah, I would say we are luckily a bit bit better now off. I Uh, I think 
since the Jake Lee drama has passed, I think all Japan has been. Yeah, uh, there is. It feels like there's no power struggle backstage anymore. Uh, to mm. to explain it to people that may may not know, there apparently there was a power struggle backstage between um, Tajiri and others, um, so like Suji Ishikawa and so, about Jake Lee's booking because um, the 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 like like Suwama and Ishikawa lost trust in him and didn't think he was like a main event guy. And it was like some that that's why he had like such a short second reign and then the Buddha murders thing happened and I don't know. I'm just happy we are over it at now. At the same time at the same time all this was happening, Jake Lee was like desperately trying to get into the G one. Like <laughs> Blake Flood trying to get into New Japan. You're really think, weird. It's yeah. yeah. I, but for anyone who doesn't know um who like thinks, oh, Tajiri, that's the guy from ECW. Tajiri is, like, one of those... I think his reputation, like, behind the scenes in Pro is just that every single one, like, everyone who's ever met him seems to hate him. Yeah. <laughs> he he, he like, seems to have, like, control of over, like, five to six different companies and all failed. Yeah, and he's fucked over everyone who worked for him at every time. <laughs> He's, he's got less friends backstage than Takavichinoku, which is like actually impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and after the match, Atsuki Awagi challenged Katushida for the junior belt, which kind of was they they kind of started a rivalry over the junior tag league. Um, on paper, it might be a bigger match than than it seems like, uh, simply because um, Kaiji Shida was just Jurex champion just a month ago, and now he's in a junior tag divi- in a junior division of all Japan. I don't know how that happened, but I will take it. The match will be good. I think it's announced for the Order Watch show, show on June 16th. I think it's I date. Mean, it's, yeah, it's a pretty smart move from all Japan's part, or it's like, well, we don't have a junior division so let's just get Dragon Gate guys to pull it out. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great match. Atsuki should or needs to get or needs to be or needs to win here, and then it's totally fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Moving on, Kiki boy, Kiki. Boy. Yes, he's awesome. Uh, moving on, All Japan World Tag Team Titles. I will make this quick. Uh, Congo versus Wooden Murders. This was really boring. Um, I, did, uh, this... I, I was going to wa- I was going to watch this, and then the camera showed re- one of the Saito brothers in the ring, and I immediately just went, "No." <laughs> yeah, the thing is, you're saying this, but but um, Ray Saito actually got better, and they had a match in Noah for the tag belt, and it was Kono there, and Kono was like really bad. <laughs> so, yeah. so so I'm glad it was Ray Saito, but it didn't really help the match. But match was really boring. They just did didn't do anything interesting and it feels like it was just there to run the angle at the end um the angle at the end was just um suwama used the, the the powder i don't know how it's called and it hit ray instead of instead of keno and so ray just lost and which caused for match v2 for the champions um and then i mean yeah after the match the saitos randomly attacked suwama and want to drag him out of the body bag after Taru said, yeah, your job is done, and whatever, I'm like, okay, who cares? I don't need that. And then, who made the save? Did you, did you see who made the save? No, I'm sorry, I got scared. Okay, you, you, need to, you need to guess it. Um... 
I would guess. Oh, okay, who could it be? Who could it be? Right, Nelson Mandela is dead, so it wasn't. <laughs> um, Jürgen Klinsmann. Close enough. Oh. <laughs> it what, was Sushi Ishikawa and <laughs> Satoshi Kojima. Oh, yes. Satoshi oh, Kojima, my, my favorite old Japan wrestler to save him from the Wooden Murders. I don't know. I don't. It's, it's, hero, it's okay. I mean, hero of all Japan. Satoshi. I mean, the Wooden Murders makes sense. I guess we get the comeback. Okay. Should be all right, but it's nothing I get excited about, especially in 2023. Um, yeah, Swallow being out of the Woodermers is good because the Woodermers just are, they suck. They like, they really suck. They, the matches are not even enjoyable. It's like people hate on the Bullet Club, and I can understand it, but the Bullet Club at least has good wrestling in it. <laughs> Somewhat. So, so it's like, okay, Somewhat. you can't... You, you, you're not brave enough to just say... You're, only, no. you're not brave enough to say Bullet Club is good wrestling. You've got to qualify it with uh, a little good wrestling. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we just recorded after after Dominion and uh, David Finlay had, like, one of his worst performances ever, so... <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. okay. What I wanted to say, or like what I wanted to add to this, is um, at the beginning of the year we had the old members Noah feud, and can you re- remember like how hot this was with Kaito, uh, with with Kaito, with with the Keno. Nakajima, with with Keno, with Kento, and all of them. It was the hot. Now we have to like in a to- a whole Tokyo Dome screaming about the diamond ring. Yes. Drama. And that led to cool singles match with Nomura, like cool tank matches with, with Masakitamiya, and now it's just the Voodoo-Murs. I'm like, okay, we don't need that. It's, oh, just, you know, Yuma doesn't do anything, just send him over. <laughs> please, please do something. It's it's really worth it. Since, it's I mean... Very, it's very we, weird we saw... for Voodoo-Murs to get involved in something that does not involve them whatsoever. It's, like, it's, it's, it's incredible. All of the this murders... is 100% centered around Diamond Ring and Kento and uh, like Kento and Nakajima. But then, of course, because Keno is Keno, he can insert himself into it and make it work. But like the Voodoo Murder stuff, I like. Why do the Saito brothers care? <laughs> the, the, f- <laughs> the thing is, you need to you need to count in. The Voodoo Murders are the top heels of the company. Came in. As the outsider heals, it will destroy old Japan. Now, on ho- six months later, they're the ones defending it. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> it does not make sense. It would make, it makes plenty of sense for Suwama to be pissed off that Kano has an old Japan belt. That makes perfect sense. But yeah. who do murder Suwama? No sense whatsoever. Oh. Yeah, moving on to the main event, you already said it. It's Yuji Nagata defending his Triple Crown title for the second time against T-Hawk. The story yeah, behind this is... The failed aces. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the, the, the backstory here is that Shotaro Shino should have challenged for it. He won the Champion Carnival at the beginning of May in a great match against T-Hawk. But sadly, he injured. he got injured and so... T-Hawk won a number one contender match against the tag team partner of Shitaro Shino Riki Honda. That was also a really good match in Shinjuku face, I think. Or was it? I don't know where it was. I think Shinjuku face was a good match worth to check out. Um, but 
now here we are Triple Crown Champion versus G-Rex Champion. On paper, once again, a big match. I expected a lot from it. And I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. I, I Of all the matches I've watched for this podcast, this was the most... Eh. <laughs> it was kind I, of I... like... It's, it's a very solid, like, Nagata match. Like, he's fine. It's very... But, like... I don't know, but like T Hawk is, for me, I, he is like vanilla. <laughs> There's not, he's not yeah, really anything to the table. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why he faded his nice. <laughs> yeah, he is now. He's save like I would say he's the least interesting member of Stronghearts, but there's a member of Stronghearts whose name I can't remember, so he's the second. T Hawk automatically becomes the second least interesting member of Stronghearts, in my opinion. Oh, amazing. Do you, the, the, yeah, Stronghearts has like 50,000 members to be uh, It's. Uh, uh, well, from like the ones that I've seen from like in Glee. Ah, uh, it's Anitska. That's the one I always forget. In my yeah, head, yeah, it's, yeah. In my head, it's Irie, Lindemann, T Hawk, Chima, and Anitska. That's just strong hearts. I, 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 I don't even know if he's still in strong hearts, to be honest, but who knows with them anyway. Um, yeah, but that match was really like like nothing. It was it was a good match. I wouldn't say it was like bad or mid, but it was definitely the worst triple crown match of this year. And especially if you have seen the two title matches Nagata had before against Kendo and Sushi Shikawa, it was a clear downgrade. We were talking yeah. about borderline all Japan match of the year contenders to yeah the number one contender match was better <laughs> I mean that's the thing is that like Nagata it's it's weird that the number one contender match is about it because like it's pretty I think it's prob it's pretty hard for Nagata even at this point in his career to have a bad match like he just he just can't do it um but it it was just a bit of like it lacked any sort of and admittedly I come with this as someone who's like who's not been following all Japan. So take what I say with a pinch of salt, but it seemed to lack any sort of interest. Uh, yeah, even when like even the point where T Hawk like looks up at Ashino on the balcony and like yells at him, it's like uh, That was it would be. I think it would have been much better if it had been Ryuki Honda, to be honest, in this position. Like, if Ashino yeah. had to get injured, I think having Ashino's tag partner do it would have been a better call, just to give it some yeah. sort of like emotion or heft. Really. Yeah, correct. It, the, the match felt like yeah, it, it, it should have been uh, Ashino in his spot instead hmm. of T, T Hawk. It would have been. You know, it would have had I mean, so much more with Ashino, considering how. Like he won the champion carnival and everything to get there. Yeah, but... yeah, correct. And also, the the kind of story is that the old Japan guys tried to bring back the belt to to old Japan, and then you have the Glade guy who yeah, exactly who also is kind of feuding with old Japan right now. You have them also like like challenging. It's like okay, why should I you know care about the Glade guy because we have the same situation then. So yeah, like yeah, you said, it, Ryuki Hana would have been a better choice, especially since he's also yeah, on the verge breakout. Also, yeah, and it also like if Ryuki Honda takes a loss to Yuji Nagata, that's actually that is fine for him 
he's like 23 years old he could take a loss to a legend and he could probably do with like the shine of working yeah. with someone like Nagata who makes people look so much better you know um yeah I, I you know it's it's just one of those things it's fine T-Hawk got his chops in which is the best part of any T-Hawk match um is when he just slaps the fuck out of people but it is kind of like this my thing about T-Hawk and I I do this sometimes when I watch uh wrestlers from wrestlers from the Dragon Gate Dojo and this is not all of them and this is not a blanket critique or anything but I do sometimes their like moves are so like inch perfect that they seem to just lack emotion it's almost like they can just be because they're just so yeah. efficient it's yeah. like it's just it just looks easy for them and it's kind of a bit uh i'd rather i'd rather they were a bit messier and a bit more of a struggle you know yeah yeah totally i, I can see what you mean and yeah like like we said um yuchigakata retains and the next challenger is interesting to me and i want your i want your opinion of that yuma ansai came out after this match to a huge pop <laughs> from the crowd and jumbo he wants <laughs> jumbo Ansai. yes and he wants the next title shot against yuji nagata in auto ward big venue big matchup for a guy that was that doesn't even have 15 matches onto his belt you need to main of Main eventing Ota Ward with basically a young lion is insane. To be honest, like we 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 were talking, uh, we were talking about like like on Twitter, for example, that putting Yorasuchi in the main event of Dominion is a bold move. Hmm. Uh, but at least we knew there that you know he has like two hundred, three hundred matches of experience. Yeah, he's like almost thirty. Like he's a pro. He's a seasoned pro. Yeah, he has, okay, 400 matches, six years pro. This guy debuted in September against Yuji Nagata. And now he has his biggest match yet. And actually, I think he's winning. Hmm. What um, makes you think that? What makes you say that? Such a bold so, prediction. <laughs> so the first thing, obviously, is the way he debuted. He debuted against Yuji Nagata in September. I think it was Nippon Budokan. In a great match for at least for a rookie with like no experience. I've, if I remember correctly, he even got a performance uh, entrance, like like live performance entrance. Then he faced like dozen of legends: Minoru Suzuki. He faced Suwama. He faced Suchi Shikawa, Shingo Takagi. He got Knight to sell so so much for him, and so on. And now he's there. He could be the one saving, saving, I don't know if you can call it saving, but saving trip, uh, the, the Triple Crown belt and all Japan from Yuji Nagata. Hmm. I would do it. I would just do it. There's nothing to lose there. Um, this guy is beloved by the fans. I mean, they obviously push him as the next Jumbo because he went to the same university as Jumbo. <laughs> so it's pretty clear, but he should win, in my opinion. How do you feel yeah, about um, it? Well, it's it is difficult to um, talk about because we are recording this right after Dominion, where mm -hmm. we there was the um, 
we now have the experience of watching Yota Suji in his first match back in all Japan in uh, New Japan. Sorry, getting like cheered more than the IWGP champion, <laughs> the most over guy in the company right now. Sonata, yeah, in the most over guy in the company, and the whole crowd when Sonata won was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're looking back on it with like the idea that. Well, Rainmaker shocks always work and they're always a good idea. Why don't we do them? Uh, so, um, it's it's difficult to say because, like, it is a gamble. No matter how good Yuma Anzai has looked in these matches against Legends and so forth, it, he's he's only wrestled a yeah. handful of matches, you know. Um, and there's also a big difference between being a good rookie and drawing the money. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Being like, he's got he's got to be the face. He's got to have a name. Now, he's he's really over with like all Japan's core audience, um, which is better than, which is definitely better than nothing. And like, if you I've seen videos of his lines at merch tables, people, <laughs> the people that go to all Japan shows seem to fully a hundred percent believe he's the next big thing. Um, yeah, and you know, and it, I I mean. If you were to, if you were to look at all Japan, right, it's it kind of makes sense from their perspective because what's putting him in like the main event of Vote Award, it they don't have like too many guys that are big draws anyway. Like yeah, especially since Jake Lee left, who is one of yeah. the biggest stars, or like who was one of the biggest stars. They tried to build up, and you had Naoya Nomura, who got injured now with a torn ACL, who's out till next year. It's like two top dogs, or like two top draws, just gone for the next year. Yeah, they need and something. It, they need something, and they need to not, like, repeat matches. Like, you know, have something. Like, I would say it's worth the risk. Because, mm -hmm. like, they don't... It's not like you, in All Japan has guys outside of like maybe one or two like Kento and so forth that are go are like name draws in and of themselves. It's not like New Japan where you've got, you know, uh well if we put Naito in the main event it's gonna sell out. We know that or so forth. Yeah. You're not losing you're not really losing so much by putting him in the main and having him be the champion the triple crown champion this guy who has a bit like who's generating a bit of interest and so forth, you can gain so much more by just gambling on it. So I think it's worth the roll of the dice. Yeah, totally. To I mean, in, if, if we do the all Japan, all Japan, New Japan comparison, obviously all Japan needs to do the risk. I mean, they do kind yeah. of well this they, year with they, have, with they have much less to lose, is what yeah. I think I would basically say. Yeah, definitely. And because I mean, most of the gates are like 2,000 people at best. I mean, they had one over 2,000 gate in, like, months now this year. Hmm. So it's not like... I don't think there's going to be a big difference between what um, Yuchi Nagata draws and what he draws. But it's just... If you look at the future... I mean, you obviously, um, meaning... Obviously, it would mean that Shotaro Oshino doesn't get his moment over Yuchi Nagata. Maybe he gets it over Yuma Ansai then. But... I, I, I think I have to. I have to think. Looking at how Yuma Anzai has got the Ottawa main event, I would be very surprised if Ashino was going to yeah. would have beaten Nagata anyway. Yeah, I don't like like Anzai versus Nagata 
that's fine because Nagata's gonna draw. But Shotaro Ashino versus Yuma Anzai for an O Award main event is that's bold. That's very, very bold. Yeah. I mean the Champion Carnival final did well in Autumn it like two point five K, but it's most likely just because of the tournament name and not because who was in the final, because most of the tickets are sold way before the final was even announced. Um, but to say it, if you have like one prediction right now, do you believe or like do you believe that he wins or not? Um yes. I I am calling it now Yuma Anzai is going to win and he's gonna go on a Jade Cargill esque streak. Yes. Um, 60 plus wins. Uh, he's going to... I, and I want him... Not only do I want Yuma Anzai to win, I want him to win with like the shitty old version of the Rainmaker. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see... Like the, when he like... He like lightly touches him with his arm and then falls down onto his butt. That's, that's what yes. I want to see him win with. The true Rainmaker shock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but regardless of the result, I'm pretty sure that with that match, Human Sai is going to be made as a future star if he's not already, and everyone will see how well, good I mean, he is. If he, if he, I mean, he's already marked as a future star. If he wins, it's like, right, now is his time to prove it. If um, he wins, if he wins, then it should uh, have Suchi Shikawa's bigger balls in Ghetto. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, if he, if like, if he wins, if he wins now, it's you've got the added bonus of like people will be like, wait, ha- this guy with like ten matches won the triple crown, and I think I saw something on Twitter where they're talking about pull like bringing back the original three triple crown belts. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So they're yeah. gonna have like so. Yuchi, I, yeah. I, very clearly, they want a shot of Yuma Anzai like holding the three belts next to and they're going to put it next to Jumbo Saruta's and be like look yes. look he's wearing black trunks as well he's got three belts yeah uh, to explain that Yuji Nagata said in an interview that he wants to bring back all three belts and which kind of makes it okay okay I mean they clearly want want to tease it that Yumanza has a chance and I also believe he's winning we could be both wrong because in the end, you know, wrestling is just kind of okay. We rely on the old guys because it works. But we shall see and we will talk about it in the next podcast, hopefully. I mean, the match is soon. Yeah, good. Moving on to another interesting show. And we start off with the return, or do we continue with the return show of Sari? The Sari is in volume one, chapter one. I'm sorry. It had four matches on it, and you watched it live, I think, with me. Like, like... I did. I did yes. watch it live. I during one of the matches, I cooked my dinner. <laughs> I cannot remember which one it is. It was not the main event. It was not the first match, <laughs> and I saw most of the Hirota match. So it's one of the ones in the middle. I. It was the one with Nene, I think, in it that I kind yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of breezed out because I've been at work all day. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the show was really good. In the opening opening match, we had uh, Yuri Kaoka fighting some time limit draw against Rika Kaijo. 
both of them are the top stars, top future stars in like five or six years whenever Yurika Oka defeats or like Chihiro Hashimoto. Yeah. 15 or 16, more likely. <laughs> uh, it was a good match to two of the most promising talents. I hope they get something bigger. Riku Kaiju gets bigger stuff this year. Yuka Oka doesn't because it's Sendai Girls. <laughs> um, but Don't, the shut, sec- up, shut up, no. Sendai Girls is going to change. Miku Iwata and Yuki Takase are going to win those belts. I believe in you girls. You can have, you it. Seen it? have you seen that Yuki Takase lost her PUJ belt today? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to have expected. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, continue. The second match was worth talking about was Arisa Nakajima, the seedling, beyond the seed champion, oh and Akari re- versus oh, Ibuki Hashi and Yuki Takase, and that was just pure violence. <laughs> you could tell by my reaction that I just remembered this match. It was like, oh my god. She beat the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, to explain it, Risa Nakajima just uh, battered Yupiki Hashi for like 15 minutes straight and it was she, so awesome. She like fully young boyed her. Like it was crazy. <laughs> she and kicked the shit out of her. Yes. And it was was maybe the best performance Risa Nakajima and Yupiki Hashi had this year. And Okay, how should I say it? Ibuki Hashi. Okay, do you know? Um, you watch Star Star Wars, right? Yes, of course. Do you remember that Luke Skywalker is like the last hope of the Jedi? Yes. Ibuki Hashi is the same for Ice Room. <laughs> Does that make Hamako Hashi Darth Vader? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she is. Well, she's the last hope for Ice Ribbon in the sense that she's like the, the most only one left. Wrestler. Yeah, she's the most interesting wrestler who's still there. Yes. <laughs> like, um, and it's conversely, I was literally just about to say, it's really cool seeing Ibuki Hoshi outside of Ice Ribbon. I hope she does more of these matches outside of Ice Ribbon. Yeah. Because Ice, totally. Ice Ribbon, at least in its current form, <laughs> like, I, it feels like presumptive to say this because. It's already like we've already seen it die and been reborn like fifteen times throughout its history, but like Ice Riven does not feel long for this world at this present time. Yeah, and it's sad so because it's... that's a ton of cool talents, especially like mm. Yukihashi. I mean, she not only like like performed well here, she was on a level with the other three. I mean, Akari is really underrated. I don't know if you have ever seen before. Of something of her I've, I mean, I've seen her about. I'm aware of her. I can't say she's, I've, like, gone she's, through her She's whole really career. cool, really underrated. I, I I, mean, she's in Pure J, so you don't see that much of it. Hmm. Uh, but, but she's really good talent, and she showed it here. Of course, she was kind of in the background since the focus was more on Risa battering Ibukiyashi and Mikitakaze. And that was just, just really cool. I mean, what? I mean, <laughs> okay. Miyuki Takase versus Arisa Nakajima is a match that should happen, and it will ne- never will happen. <laughs> and oh, it already it, it sucks already. The the interaction those two had was incredible. They mm. just just fit together perfectly. Both very stiff workers. They just can chop, punch each other, whatever, and it just looks great. Um, 
really loved it. And in the end, I mean, Arisa Nakajima got the win over Ibuki Hashi because Ashram does not care. <laughs> we need to get her. I mean, it's a, it's a really good, but frankly, like, the fact that so much of the match was Arisa Nakajima, like, kicking the piss out of Ibuki Hashi is a, is a really encouraging sign for Ibuki Hashi because Arisa Nakajima took the time to be like, right, you're going to be in the match for most of it with me. Yes, I'm the, I'm the I agree with you. Like, I agree with really, you. It, but it's ice rim. <laughs> it is. It is ice ribbon, but it's really encouraging should, say, ice ribbon um, die, basically. <laughs> or should she eventually leave, which seems unlikely while her mother is still wrestling. Um, it's like, it's clearly people think very highly of her in the wider Joshi scene as well, considering yes. that she hasn't, she hasn't wrestled outside of it, outside of like Ice Ribbon a whole lot at all. Uh, it's yeah. a really good sign for her I mean, future. I mean, it should say enough that Chida chooses you to be her tag partner. Of course, it was likely because she, they know each other since they're children. Mm. <laughs> uh, or since Ibuki's a child, but it's definitely also something. They they try a lot with Ibuki, at least the wrestler do, but the booking is just, yeah, okay. She, she was once again the first defense for the new champion uh, for Totoro Satsuki, where I'm like, doesn't really need to be it. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of her compared to it what you have with Asahi and, and Ibuki, so yeah, it's, it's whatever. I mean, Ice Ribbon is. Ice Ribbon. <laughs> I, I can't say I, I, don't, I don't want to speak like too much on it because I, I like I don't know too much about it. There are people that are much better experts on Ice Ribbon than I, but it it does seem like with Hoshi, especially with the like obviously there was a lot of backstage stuff with Asahi, um, that prob that meant that you know her becoming like the number one yeah. was unlikely. And I think from her own she pretty much as much said, I don't want to be the ace of Ice Ribbon. She doesn't. She didn't want the pressure of like being the one whose face is on everything and carrying the promotion. Maybe that's the case with Abuki, but it's like it seems from an outsider perspective that that she's such a slam dunk, especially given the roster that Ice Ribbon have to just just let her do what you know, put her in charge, as it were, like make her the the face and the champion. Because you've got so little to lose otherwise. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And let's move on. Um, we will just skip the Legends match. It was cool to see um, Seri Hirata, but the, otherwise, it was really not a good match. The main event was why we all turned in. We start off with uh, Seri versus Chihiro Hashimoto. The beast! <laughs> <laughs> the monster! <laughs> Kaibutsu, Chihiro, Big Hash. Ah! 10,000 different ways to pronounce it. <laughs> and that was, she was the best choice for this match. Um, given their history, and we know how well they work together in the past, and this one just didn't disappoint it at all. A great match, in my opinion. They. Build it up really slow, and then the longer the match goes, the more brutal it got. The suplexes 
on the hat and neck with like Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Siri showing like she thankfully took absolutely zero notes in the performance center. <laughs> she was like, she yeah. walked out of that building. She completely forgot everything they tried to teach her. I was like, I'm just going to be cool again. Um, and like, I, I, there were a lot of like, not just like the big moves and the big stuff, but there were a lot of like really cool, um, just re like just the little things that just show that someone is a really good pro wrestler. Like when Sari did her, I I remember watching um, this got shared on Twitter, and I watched it like a hundred times because I just thought it's really smart. Uh, Sari was working Hashimoto's arm as you do because you don't want her dropping you with the Albright suplex, um, so you have to try and stop her from clasping around your waist. And she she's working very hard on Hashimoto's arm. She did her wheelbarrow roll into the double foot stomp thing. Um, that Riho and Mizuki also do, but instead of going for the stomach, as she usually does, she went and double stomped right on Hashimoto's arm, which yeah. is just like, oh, nice, that's so clever. Yeah, that's like just the little things. Really solid match from top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it from the moment she made her entrance, it was so obvious that the scene has missed her. She's such a major star. Um, the way she came out with her amazing theme, also with her entrance rope that looked awesome. And yeah, like I said, the match was really good. Um, in the end, of course, uh, Hashimoto won because people who sign with WB get punished afterwards. <laughs> well, I think it's more that it's more just that anyone that gets in a match against Jihiro Hashimoto gets punished. Yes. No, I like my few more. Dez, if you come at the queen, <laughs> you will get slapped down. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I, mean, and... I would, my note about Sariism, I'm, I would say I'm kind of disappointed because uh, this was, the event was announced in the Inoki, the IGF building, mm -hmm. uh, Inoki's old business. Uh, it's, Sari made a big deal about, uh, be like, oh, Antonio Inoki is an inspiration. Uh, I want to show, carry on his vision of wrestling. And it mm -hmm. wasn't just like, there were no matches where it was like 20 minutes of two dudes in black trunks just lying on each other. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. That's true Inokiism. I want to see it. Where was it? <laughs> it was just cool Josie wrestling. I don't want that. Yes, we need more of it. <laughs> I, want, I want black trunks, toxic masculinity, and absurd amounts of hair gel. That's the, the Inoki formula. Where was it? I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, we, we got close of it. Um, okay, I mean, coming up with, with Sari, we have a couple of matches. You had on the Hanakimura Memorial Show, Asha Kong and Sari versus Miyamomono and Mika Wata. We have Riku, uh, Riku Kawahata versus Sari on a T-Heart show that will be able to buy via DVD. Then we have on the Yagari Yokoda 35 or 43rd, I don't know, something new, close to 50. 607th. 607th anniversary, we have Yunagi Sayaka versus Asuka versus Ri. So we have just a couple of cool matches coming up with her. Um, 
the obvious one, since you said it with um, Inoki, is her challenging for the IWGP Women's title. That's definitely something that could happen in the future. I would not say no to her beating the shit out of Suzume in TGPW. <laughs> Why? <sighs> Why? Why'd you have to go there? I don't know. Maybe it's just so, fits. Just so mean. Why? Why? <laughs> The bee flies around her. What did what did poor Suzume ever do to you? <laughs> Nothing, but just let's... wishing for her death. Yes, let's. I can't it's it's really funny because like because Suri like in her comeback speech talked about how like hmm, I'm not sure about these idol pro wrestlers. <laughs> I I wanted like. like that's suspicious to me. I want to, like, really beat the shit out of people. I would like to see her, like, wrestle some really, like, over-the-top kawaii idol pro wrestlers. All of them. Like, like I would love to see... Yeah, I'd love to see her, like, Umasaki, Raku, <laughs> all of, like, <laughs> the really just, ah, kawaii, kawaii. Like, now Ishikawa. Just... Tamna Kano. Not yeah, Cosmic Angels. <laughs> All of them. Just, it would be amazing. Just watch her go fucking like psycho on all of these idols in pro wrestling that have appeared since she's left. And of course, she needs an Italian match because every show she needs an Italian match. Oh yeah, well of course the gatekeeper, <laughs> the, the greatest women's wrestler of all time, Natalia Hart. Yeah, Natalia Neidhart. Sorry. Moving on, we we need to move on to your favorite promotion. That you have seen many matches of Big Japan yeah. Pro Wrestling. Big Japan. Had... I am, I am the number one Big Japan Pro Wrestling fan on the internet. Um, <laughs> it's no secret. Uh, I'm a big fan of their sweet potato policy. Um, yes. And I know lots of other things about Big Japan aside from that. <laughs> we had the Endless Survivor Show in Yokohama Budokan, um, which is the biggest show in the calendar of all Japan. Uh, all Japan. Talk and too I much about all Japan. I Japan. saw it all the way through live several times. <laughs> I watched it live in Tokyo, and then I went home and I immediately watched it again on my computer because I just love Big Japan so much. I'm crazy. Yes. For it. <laughs> we start things off with the Big Japan Junior Heavyweight Title match. It was uh, Koda Sigifuda defending his title against Kachi Tomato. Uh, the match itself was Tomato? quite. Tomato, yes, he sucks. I hate tomatoes. Oh, I get no. I know. I know. I know that because I, I, um, yes. I watch Big Japan all the time. <laughs> um, catch a tomato, tomato. The throne, Sekifuda's six hundred fifty-one day-long unit hydro rain. Like I said, solid match. Nothing that really sticks out here. Um, the first challenger is Ender Kara. And I know him from WXW. He's a Swedish wrestler, I think, that had a stint in, in, in Germany during the pandemic. And seeing him getting such a big spot in Big Japan is pretty cool. Yeah, but otherwise the match was skippable. Then we have the Big Japan Tag Team title match. We had the astronauts Fuminori Abe and Takuya Nomura against... Your favorite wrestler, Yuki Suzuki and Kakuho. The dog of Niigata. <laughs> Kato. And 
the, the astronauts have the most simplest wrestling style I've ever seen, and it is so awesome. It was this was fucking sick. I've seen. <laughs> okay, uh, truth be told, um, letting letting the masks slip, letting the listeners behind the curtain. I have not seen much of Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, <laughs> I have never. I don't think I've ever seen an astronauts match before. I have seen both Fuminori Abe and Takuya Nomura outside of Big Japan. Um, Abe mostly doing silly shit like he did a, a tag title match in DDT in a uh, burlesque club in Tokyo versus Mao, uh, teaming with Sanshiro Takagi versus Mao and uh, Shunma. Shunma. Yeah. Your favorite wrestler, Shunma. Um, and then I've seen Takuya Nomura most. I think the thing I saw him most as was as Kento Miyahara's like wood on again, off again lover. Um, <laughs> that kind of like will they, won't they romance that those two had. Um, that's where I've seen most of those guys from. I've never seen them together, but I've heard many, many things about them. And were you disappointed? No, this I was absolutely not. This was fucking <laughs> awesome. They beat the piss out of them. <laughs> Yes, uh, they they play so perfect bullies. They just beat the living crap out of everyone except for Strong BJ. That's like the only matchup where they just constantly eat shit back. Yeah. But otherwise, they just dominate dominate their their tag their tag team opponents. Yeah, and they're both they're both kind of small guys. Um, so, but they they never feel like they're underdogs or small. They're put they. Like Nomura is great as like this very serious kind of bully, and Abe is great as this equally like cruel bully, but like kind of a bit crazy and a bit wild. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind, they those two like at, like personas blend well together. And then conversely, I thought um, my favorite wrestler, the dog of Niigata, Hiroyuki <laughs> Suzuki, I he really stuck out to me. He did really well. I yes, thought. he took. He took. He knew how to when to sell and when to like really take the punishment, but also made the most of his like brief segments when uh, he was able to get offense in. Yeah, on the other side we had also had Kato, who I personally mm. thought he had also had a really good under. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, who also had a pretty cool underdog performance here. I mean, of course, it's, it's hard to shine against the astronauts because they are, as a tag team, just so good and have such good chemistry. But I think the challenges look great here. And yeah. I think, given the spot, it was a major match on the biggest show, they all just perfectly delivered. And I can't really complain about that. Um, the yeah, next challenge is... shorter than it actually was as well. Yeah, it was like, like really 16, 17 minutes. Hmm. It was okay. Um, after the match, Strong BJ made their challenge because they always challenge for some reason. Uh, but I will. I, you did not watch the match I did. I will talk about it in a bit. But before that, we move on to the main event. And I'm interested in what you say about it. It was Yuchi Okabayashi versus Yuyaoki. And the backstory pretty much here is that um, Yuyaoki returned from injury and here he defeated the man who trained him, the longest reigning strong world champion in Big Japan history, to finally reach the mountain. In other promotions, people would make the joke, 
that he finally finished the story. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but this match was amazing. I loved it. Because it was so different from what you usually get from strong from the strong world championship matches. Yuya Oki had a ton of high-flying moves. Something you normally don't see. The normal style you get with words with, with the strong heavyweight title is just what we have seen in tag belts pretty much. They just piss the living crap out of each other. So seeing Yuya doing like like dives and stuff was so awesome and something unexpected, I would say. Yeah, it's a it they were like kind of um it's it's they they were high flying moves, but they were like kind of old school high flying moves. Like yeah. it, was, it was a lot of um A lot of Otani moves, mm-hmm. like uh, Shinjiro Otani, uh, like the '90s junior yeah. heavyweight style kind of moves, where they're high flying, but they're still quite. They're very different to like the sort of the stuff you'll see in like Dragon Gate or something. Um, I like this because it it just seemed like two big lumps of meat just going fucking nuts for thirty minutes. Like just hitting hitting each other with everything, Aoki, like you said, float throwing himself off the top rope. Um, Okabayashi, for a guy that is his size, like this giant unshorn test, like giant shaved testicle of a man, um, just the amount he's willing to like bounce around, like and bump and run, is really impressive. Yeah. They decided to make Yuya Oki a star here. I would not say it's it's a generation switch and now the era of Yuji Okabayashi is over because it's Yuji Okabayashi. The chance that he just wins the title back in two months this year. <laughs> but I think um, I'm giving or like Pitch Pan gets a fair share of criticism for its booking all the time. And I think it's just fair to point out here that they just knocked it out of the park with it. Um, the... the I mean, I'm not. I'm more of a casual Big Japan rest, uh, Big Japan follower, but still, the story of Aoki coming back from his injury, defeating his mentor, and then being on top is amazing to see, and it is just so easy, and it worked perfectly here. Um, if if we go into the wider audience, um, this was maybe the Big Japan match, and I don't know how long that got the most hype. I would say, even Dave Meltzer watched it. If Dave Meltzer started to watch a Big Japan match, and you know the match at hype. <laughs> I mean, if Dave Meltzer watches a Japanese wrestling match outside of New Japan, it's a big thing. <laughs> that's a really yeah. that's a big step for him to take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you haven't checked it out, you need to. Um, it was an amazing crowning moment, and one step into the right direction that Big Japan maybe doesn't need to sell potatoes anymore to get some tickets. <laughs> no! <laughs> Where am I going to get my free potatoes now? You get it from the Utami family. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the higher sisters. Yes. All 400 of them. Um, and um, 
you did not watch it, but I did. We had a Kurrikan on 28th. It was the astronauts with strong VJ match. It was kind of the end of the of the whole feud between them. Um, it was a no timeline match because there are other three. The last past three matches were on where all either time limit draws or double knockouts. <laughs> so they finally wanted a winner, and we finally got a winner. Um, the match went 35 minutes and was a blast. Um, it's pretty much what you have seen from the other tag title match, except this time it's with Yuji Okabayashi who, and Daisuke Sugimoto who worked perfectly as a tag team, and it was just amazing. You had those four just bombing each other with strikes, hilarious punches, whatever, and it just worked out well. Um, for me, it was one of the best tag matches of the year, and the astronauts finally got the win over Okabayashi and Sekimoto. That was much needed, because it almost felt like, yeah, okay, no, you, you, you get the win soon, but they never get got it. It doesn't matter how many matches we got between them. So it's good that they both you know, both both finally get the win over them. Um, the astronauts are a clear tag team of the year for me. The one thing they may need is just one tag match in a major or like in a bigger promotion. I don't know. It it doesn't even need to be New Japan or so. Maybe just Old Japan would be enough where they just well, okay, Old Japan maybe not, but but no, where they just work a classic astronauts match. And they will gain a shit ton of fans. They are so good, and astronauts are worth checking out if you haven't. They're also coming to Germany uh, for the World Acting Festival soon. Hmm. I do have to say, as a TJPW yes. fan, I um, <laughs> prayers prayers go out to Daisuke Sakamoto, noted media master super fan. Oh, I remember that. One of the media master army. Uh, don't worry, King. You'll be back out there soon. <laughs> Amazing. Um, next up, we have a match that happened in April, but they aired it in they aired it in May, and I really wanted to talk about it because I enjoyed it a lot. It was Miyuki Takase challenging for the DPW World Women's Championship of Ami Sakura. It happened in in the in the Dadlock X Get a Move show, and. This one was fantastic. Um, you are the biggest Miyuki Takasa fan of all time. Tell me yes. about this match. Um, I thought this match was great. I mean, Emmy and um, Yuki are kind of like, they're perfectly matched for each other because they both have the same kind of uh, very goofy energy that can like very also flip a coin and turn into like very hard hitting and nasty yes. within the same match. Like, Emmy, like both, like Miyuki is a certain kind of wrestler who will do a lariat where she runs around the entirety of the building to wind up for it <laughs> while yelling her heart out the whole way. But then also will hit like really stiff lariats, twisting brain busters, all this stuff. Um, and Emmy is the same kind of cloth where there's like this weird mix between this goofy comedic personality, but also just a very solid, uh, quite mean-spirited wrestler <laughs> underneath. Um, so they they really played with each other really well because they. Um, it's kind of weird to see Emi Sakura doing her AEW-like heel personality um, to a Japanese crowd, especially complete with her 
like talking in English to the Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they seem to, although that being said, they seem to all perfectly understand what she was saying. So uh, maybe it worked fine. Um, yeah, like again, these it it's really hard for two really good wrestlers to have a bad match. I don't know what else to say. Um, Takase and Emmy, both great wrestlers. Uh, thank God they got booked against each other. It's really cool to see. Um, it's really cool. The deadlock title seems to have been like a little shot in the arm that Emmy kind of needed. Um, and we've seen this. We've seen her match against Jamie Hayter. Um, she's really kind of after a long while in the sort of wilderness really of AEW, everything outside of Choco Pro for her wasn't really coming off um, yeah. now it seems to be finally stuff is going in motion not to like diminish Choco Pro of course obviously because that was something that's really unique and impressive all to its own but like her, her wider career he's starting to get going again yeah, it felt like for a long time she was just on the same spot, especially in AEW where she didn't get many matches, especially I, on TV. The, the her AEW career has been like, um, like the, there was a point I remember when she wasn't announced. Like I remember watching her YouTube stream of she was streaming, watching the Owen Hart tournament announcements, and it was only when it was announced on TV that she found out she wasn't in it. Oh, I think, and... I think you mean the TBS one, yeah. Oh, yeah, the TBS tournament, sorry. Yeah. And it was just, it was just, it's, it was a little bit heartbreaking, and it's really quite encouraging to see her, like, stick it out and make the best of it, and still, and, like, it's, it seems to be turning around for her. Yes, um, I mean, it's no disrespect against her, but at the beginning of her AEW run, she kind of tried this Freddie Mercury cosplay gimmick, and it didn't work out at all. So her Which going back, or like... absolutely a Freddie Mercury cosplay gimmick—that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> she but, was but running the... around with a fake mustache. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, but the Amy, uh, the highness gimmick works perfectly for her. She got more TV matches. I mean, she also have occasional bangers in DPW now with her title defenses. Hmm. Um, she well, got a DPW, lot lately. DPW was great for her because it gave her an outlet outside of just like AEW yeah, dark matches against no names. No and name get him, yeah. yeah, it was a great like, it was a great way for her to get a bit of buzz um, on the sort of indie circuit. Yes. So. Uh, on the other side, Miku Takase is one of the best in the world. Um, yeah, Miku Takase is just awesome. Like, there's no, there's, I don't think there's anything more with, that can be and, said about that. You know, I just sometimes troll around a bit, but Miku Takase is maybe the most underrated wrestler in the world. Not in terms of how people view her, but in terms of booking. You know, I see, <laughs> I, I'm in two minds about this. I, I, I'll play like the devil's advocate against this, which is that yeah. If she wasn't, if she won more and she was like more protective of her persona, yeah, and like her record, she wouldn't get booked nearly as much. That's that's definitely true. But and it's I and it's a it's like a trade off we have to see. Do we as fans want to see more Miyuki Takase matches, or do we want to see fewer where she wins more? Yeah, that's definitely true. 
Mm. That that's kind of the problem we have currently, especially with 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 the indie scene, in my opinion. That you have too many freelancers that just protect themselves rather than wrestling. Um, yeah. On on the which is on the flip which side is of that. fine. On which is fine. I can understand why, but as a yeah. fan, of course, it's just a bit. Eh, yeah, I rather want it, them to have cool matches and and you know win. <laughs> But, but I mean, the, we, the we other the it. other side of that is that the benefit of having these freelancers that really protect themselves is that you get hilarious moments like my Yuki just refusing <laughs> to job to the fucking Stardom Red Belt Champion, which has got to be one of the funniest parts. Like, even if you, if like, not as I don't, I don't want to come off like a hater or anything, but that, that no, is it's amazingly funny. Like, That's just, yeah. <laughs> Objectively funny, especially they built they, they built their match. Um, not to go into detail, but they built the match so that the double countdown even made sense. That's like even the funniest part about it. They were like, okay, Maya was like, okay, I'm not doing the job, but we still put on a banger, and that's perfect. Some other wrestlers should do the same. <clears throat> Nane Takashi. <clears throat> I'm sorry. No, but coming back to this match, um, yeah, like you said, the match was great. They just, you know, what can go wrong if you put two of the best together? And they just proved it. And for DPW, that was a home run. Um, mm. I mean, of course, you can can expect some kind of numbers, but it, they, they, the fans really want them. And I think the matches that DPW, together with Get a Move, delivered makes fans, not only us international fans, but also fans in Japan want more of that. I mean, Ke- Kevin Ku and, and Dominic Guarini had some cool stuff, but also there are tons of others from DPW that I would love to see in Japan mixing up with the with the Gatamuf guys or girls, uh, doesn't matter. So more of that, I would not be against it if they do like two or three or four shows together with Gatamuf in Japan every year. Nothing to complain about that, in hmm. my mind. It is a really it's it is cool to see, because um, so often like the talent drain is Japanese wrestlers going to America. Um, yeah, and it's cool to see it happening in a reverse where like some cool American wrestlers come over to Japan and mix it up with the Japanese guys, um, and it can and it it can be potentially it could lead to. Um, all sorts of things because just by the like for people like Kevin Koo and so forth, Violence is Forever for, for the Japanese wrestling community to see them, Japanese fans to see them, um, especially because like um, Japanese um, media and wrestling, like wrestling and media in general is very, it's pretty insular. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's, Obviously, for stuff like AW, there's a big like people see it. Darby Allen got a, like ever like Darby Allen when he did his guest appearance at the Muji Show got a huge pop. Like people that kind of those big companies people see, but for the indie scene to come over here and to put on a successful show and to show out in front of the Japanese crowds and get more well known um, is a really cool thing to see. Yes. And that that's why I'm totally behind it and respect for DPW to do that. I mean they do stuff we kind of want from yeah. a lot of American indie promotions and they make it so 
effortly easily. Which is which is why I kind of feel like I mean there could be more promotions like like them, but nowadays rather choose to yeah. book all the shitty people because well DPW DPW has a leg up on like most American indie promotions because it's not physically painful to watch their shows with the sound yeah. like the production is decent. It doesn't hurt my ears to listen to the commentary. It doesn't, you know. It's yeah. easy. You can actually see what's happening in the ring. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a noticeable difference in quality of every like it. DPW of all of the American indies, including GCW, feels the most like a professional product. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's that's why I and can it, just repeat. Yeah. And like the fact that they're they're so early and they're in like relative to their existence coming over to doing shows in foreign countries is a really cool thing. Yes, and for strength to strength, and I hope they finally get live streaming. <laughs> I think they had some live shows, but but the live shows of them are not just the stack cards. I think. Mm. But I, I'm I'm not 100% sure to be fair. Um, and I also um, big big ups to Pulse from TPW for calling you out for pirating his shows. <laughs> 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 awesome, I man. forgot about it. To be fair, he completely cooked you. <laughs> Moving yeah, on. Anyone for those who aren't aware, uh, Yannick posted about TPW. Someone commented, "Oh." Where can I find this? Yannick said, "Ah, oh, wait, and I'll send you a link." And from the guy, one of the guys that runs Deadlock Pro, was commented below. <laughs> Amazing. Moving on. He called to... you out. He deserved as well. He, yeah, I did it. I deserve it. Moving on to Glade. Um, we had two title matches there. You just won. What the G-Rex belt, or did you watch none of them? Uh, I was not able to get to these. Perfect. I don't have that much to say about it. We start off with T-Hawk, which is Jack Shimatani. It was the first defense for T-Hawk, and it was it was a solid one, but overall, you know, just, just a solid match. Nothing here stood really out, especially with Jack not being the best in the ring. <laughs> He's just solid. Uh, it was an easy defense for T-Hawk. The number one contender match announced... For the Kurikin Hall show is Sumo Watsunabe versus Tetsuya Itsuhi. Uh, uh, I don't really get that. Um Sumo Watsunabe got some 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 good build over the last couple of months. So he should please be the winner. Especially since Tetsuya just feels like an Okada clone. I don't know. I think you have seen him. He's he's the guy who just looks like Okada, but from Wish. Oh, I'm interested in this actually. Hang on. <laughs> um, the problem with that I have with Clade right now is that they have like nothing going on to really care about. Um, it's just solid matches with solid stories, but nothing that makes you hype or anything. You know what? He he kind of does. He really does look like Okada from Wings. Yeah. Especially in his robe, it's, it's amazing. Um, okay, hang on, he's been on. He's been on Choco forever. Before you can't diss him. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm taking. Okada that's back. been on Choco Pro. That's amazing. <laughs> um, 
yeah, like I said, there's not nothing going on, much going on. And in July, they have a Tokyo Dome City Hall show, which is normally one of the biggest shows of the year. And yeah. T Hawk versus Sumo Watanabe is not a match I would look forward to, or like would, I would book at the biggest show of my of the year. Same for Tetsuya versus T Hawk, but I guess it works for them out well enough that they survive. <laughs> uh, the, they also had a tag team title match. It was Chekshi Matani and Hayat Tamura, another Chekshi Matani match, defending the belts against Jun Tosho and Tsuhi. Um, this match just proved my point once again. It's just a solid match, and that's kind of it. Nothing that makes you hype for the future, especially with the next challengers. Um, but uh, check the, the title run of Czech and Hayato is just uninteresting. They have solid, good matches, but you know, f- nearly three hundred day title long title reign is just not enough. So I don't know. And the next opponents of them are are your favorite attack team actually, uh, the Cider Brothers. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's it's. I don't have much positive to say about it. It was just okay. It's gonna be a solid match. Folk Orchestra likely retains for the eighth time, uh, but Clyde is just not really good. Um, have you seen a lot of Clyde recently or anything at all? No, Clyde was another promotion that I watched a bit last year because everyone was talking about it and was hyped about it. And they had Irie versus Lindemann, which was fucking sick. Yes. But, yeah, I don't know. It seems to be... It's like... It's like... <laughs> it's like the meme of Troy and Community walking back into a room. Like, I've come back and I've seen Glate again. And I've got, wait, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> going yeah. so well. Like, it's... Mm. They fumbled their quite, own momentum. It's quite dire. It seems quite dire from the outside looking in. It, 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 it's not interesting. They don't have too much going on. And when the T-Rex title matches don't deliver, it's just nothing. Hmm. So uh, I hope we pick up soon again. But I don't see it coming, especially with Tiog longest champion. Uh, moving on. To Marvelous, they had a Kurrican Horse show during the Golden Week, and it featured two, t- uh, two major matches, I would say. The first one was Unagi Sayaka versus Takumi Roha. Um, that was, for me, the best match of Unagi's Gyan period. She came out with a new gear, even though it was kind of her, inspired by her old one, and also a kind of a remix of her old theme. And the new theme is great. Uh, she looks like a star. She had just has a present. And of course, I mean, Takimi Roha is one of the most charismatic Joshi wrestlers. So from the presentation, that just, fu- just felt big. Um, the match itself was good, I would say. It was good. You had Takimi obviously just battering Unagi, Unagi playing her typical underdog babyface role really well. The crowd was well be- uh, really well behind her. In the end, she just fell to the running free. Um, solid about how did you feel about it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's solid. I'd say Inagi's, like, Inagi's central appeal and strength as a wrestler is not in doing, like, 
it's not the she's not the same kind of wrestler that Takumi Roha is. Like she's not there for the big main event style like battles or wars where you're hitting loads of big boobs and so forth. She is she's there for her personality and for being entertaining and being a her charisma like, especially. She's yeah, she's charismatic, she's funny, she's entertaining. Her frankly, my opinion of like Inagi is that she's I think I just think she's more entertaining when she's doing like mid-card comedy stuff mm-hmm. like as big of a like obviously the pressure because because she does she's really popular and she makes keep she makes money wherever she goes there's the pressure to have her main eventing and doing title matches and so forth but my personal opinion is just that like her her appeal is in is her like is that she's fun and yeah. i would have more i'd rather her doing fun matches and like just trying to be funny and follow her muse rather than having her do like you know takumi aroha title matches yeah not, um, not, not the you know takumi aroha style matches so it's not yeah it's it's like unagi's Biggest strength is when whenever she bumps and, and you know just makes her entrance and she she just kind of in my opinion to go into the nerd talk here she kind of needs to get together how to do her moves because sometimes it feels like she's just spamming stuff the I don't know how it's called um, Kiwi's gonna kill me for that um, her her version of the Blade Runner. She, she does it like sometimes five or six times a match, which kind of bothers me because it just is too often. But you can't deny her star power. She comes in, feels like a major big deal, sells merch, sells money, does everything, you know, everything you want from a star. And her leaving, I would say at this point she's leaving stardom, was a great uh, decision cool. by her. It's called the Jomon Copper. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Which I have to look up what that means. Hang on, let's find the kanji for it. Unagi's, Unagi has some of the... Some of the... Breaching a castle gate. Yes. Damn. Yeah, castle well, you know, because of Osaka, I guess. Yeah, well, it's because it's she's like a weird... Like, weirdly a big samurai nerd. Which is kind of like... It's not something you necessarily put together from looking at her, but big into her samurai history um yeah um yeah like you said it it was a good match after the match we had uh, i i don't know what what to say about it we had mayumi ozaki from oz academy seikigun coming out to attack takumi roha and not only attack her she just clocked her with her with 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 the with the steel chain and busted her open it looked cool uh but i'm not not really interested into that feud because being stuck with sekigun is never a good sign i can't believe you hate on sekigun <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Same, tell me it. one good sekigun that <laughs> um uh um It'll come to me. Wait, give me a minute. Uh... Uh... <laughs> Amazing. Moving on. 
<laughs> Moving on to the main event here, we have Shigayo Nagajima defending her AAAW title against Mio Momono. And am I or am I or am I <laughs> That's the old theme. I'm sorry, we uh, haven't known. That's, that's the theme that plays in my head every time I read her name. Yes. <laughs> that theme is amazing. We need to pack. Against Miyamoto, and I expected some... not that much from it, because it's Chigayo Nekishima 2023, and... But Miyamoto is just special talent. Um, yeah, you can't, like... You can't have a bad match with Miyamoto. No, you she's you can't. Good. It's it's impossible. She's she's an. I mean, we often say it, but this time I really mean it. She's generational. She's one of the best underdog babyface Joshi wrestlers in this generation, and this match just maybe ever. Yeah, maybe ever. It just showed it. Uh, Nakajima didn't need to do much because Mio took all the bumps, so. Which kind of played in their favor because Nakajima can't, Nakajima can't take that many bunch bumps anymore. So yeah, like Mio, Mio's propensity to just like bump out of her mind and take the yeah. nastiest bumps possible <laughs> is always good. But to be credit credit to Nakajima, she did like they worked at a really high pace um, mm-hmm. for what was a pretty long match, and like she was doing a move, she backflipped out of a German suplex at one point, like. They were both really going for it. Um, they're both putting in a lot of effort. Um, I, I'm very. I was very happy to see Korok and Crowd brawls back. Yes, they were welcome return. They're finally back. And watching Mio dive off the Korok, we're getting Korok and balcony dives. Well, not balcony dives. Sorry, the stair thingies in the stands dives off there. Um, that was really cool to see. Um, just a really good, like, it's a Mia Momono match. Um, she's going to work really fast. She's going to bump like crazy. She's going to, like, the, the great thing about Mio is that she can pull off all of these, she can do all of these crazy moves, but then it's, you're never, because, it, because she's so small, it only ever takes one hit. Like it takes them. It took Nagashima just to catch her with one shot, and she'll put her down, and then suddenly she's on the back foot again. Um, it's just I, I just love, I, I just love Mia Moreno wrestling. She's fantastic. There's nothing yes. more we can say about it, really. Um, yeah, like we said, she's a generation talent, and that one, that match just proved it, and it was good. Um, that she actually won it and kind of yes. just is on top of the world. She's at least the in her company. She's yes. The champion and with a ridiculously overly huge belt that is way too big for her. Yeah, but it's beautiful <laughs> and it's perfect. I mean, yeah, the the story pretty much here behind is that after Iroha vacated the belt, Nagajima won a one night tournament defeating Miyamono in the final. Now at the next hurricane Miyamono won the belt. And I hope she gets a good title ring because there are a ton of wrestlers that would mix really well with Mio. Of course, um, of course, we have to obvious match. The obvious match is against Iroha, and that's something that needs to happen. Um, I mean, 
Takumi Rohak against Mio Momono in a big match title match that just screams match of the year contender. <laughs> and mm. that's something I want to see from this title reign. I hope that someone like Maria might get a shot, but she's kind of seems to be a pin eater, so forget about it. Um, <laughs> I just hope we don't get her against all the old guys because Nagajima and her had a great match here. But Nakajima's also like 10 times fitter than Tomoko Watanabe or the others. Mm. So my hope is we stick with the younger wrestlers and it will work perfectly fine here. Do you know, do you know who I want to see? Yes, oh, tell me. Perfect. I think this is a person, a free agent. So they'll, they're freelance. They could do it. They've got nothing else on at the moment. Uh, Jürgen Klinsmann, get in the <laughs> ring. I want to see your big big tactical brain trying to dissect Neil Momono. Let's go. He's, act- I, I, he's actually the coach of, of the South Korean national team. Wait, so he's what? not a free agent of the South Korean national oh, no, Jürgen football Klinsmann. team. Hang on. I got the wrong German <laughs> football manager. <laughs> oh my god. Wait. Wait. Oh, what was his name? I'm... Joachim Löw? Joachim Löw? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> was who I meant. Amazing. <laughs> I, it's a, their names both have man and J in them. Like they're basically the same person. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. To and to to talk about like like to end the review part. Um. I want to talk about the Hanakimura Memorial Show real quick yeah. because I think that's worth mentioning. Um, that show was beautiful. First of all, F you fight. <laughs> yeah, fuck you fight. <laughs> yeah, fuck it's you. for 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 the really bad for for like the really Absolute. bad bad production. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, but otherwise the show was, you know, it was just as awesome as you can expect. Of course, it wasn't yeah. built around great wrestling matches, since you know it's a memorial show. It was more about it's it's not built celebrating. It. Well, it's not built around like those traditional style matches, but at the same time, it has still them. so much great. Yeah, so much great stuff goes on. Yeah. Um, for the all who can, who will ever forget the all time classic that was. Sakahirota dressed up as Hanakimura <laughs> against Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> that, that, that was a great match. Um, that was yeah. one of the funniest matches I think I've ever seen. Like just just from the facial expression, Hirota's facial expression when Suzuki's music started playing. <laughs> it, was just, it was worth it just for that alone. Amazing. Yeah, and of course, the Soria Novus and Yuki Takada had a fun little sprint. Then we had the Battle Royal with the kind of with the beach theme where just a few wrestlers got the got the theme, the other one were just coming out in a normal gear, which was just funny. <laughs> um but I think yeah, the I last mean, I yeah. also um not uh, to mention as well um oh, hang on, what's up? I, what's what's her first name? Ozaki from Oz Academy. Mayumi. Mayumi Ozaki. Yeah, I'm yeah. really showing like how little I know about 
everything right today, aren't I? Yeah. Mayumi Ozaki, um, Mayumi Ozaki's real life boyfriend using Mayumi Ozaki's photo book as a weapon against her. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great little spot from that. That was the spot that stuck in my head most from that rumble. And yeah. Jaguar Yakota, like at seven, 78 years old or whatever the fuck she is, still going crazy. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, of course, we, we already talked about Minoru Suzuki versus um, Sakuri Wata match. Hirata's comedy matches are just amazing. Um, I mean, you really, you can't really complain about that. It, it's just fun, little match. A, a cool date. Yeah, she said genius when it's about that. Yeah. Um, then we had the co main event. And that one was really cool. We we had um, no wait. Battle. Yeah, it's true. I forgot about four way. Uh, we had the four way. Uh, Ryo Mizunami, uh, Sonoto, uh, Sonoko Kato versus Kengo and Kizuna Tanaka's dad versus Masao <laughs> Hanabatage and Mayumi Saki versus Ram Kaichi and Yukimi Moto. That's what that was. That oh, one hang, of the hang on. Yeah. That was when yeah, it wasn't in the Toshimine Rumble. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. God, it's all coming apart. It's 11 p.m. here, folks. Um, I, I'm very tired. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, then there was there was a fun little match, of course. Um, the one thing that I missed you was Kizuna Tanaka. Yeah, well, we got to see Kizuna Tanaka's dad. Um, I forget what his name is. Uh, apparently, he has no also, name. Well, apparently, he's also like a a pretty well known pro wrestler as well, which is cool. You know, yeah. That he just because use... of her famous daughter. Yeah, now that he can use Kazuna's fame to get bookings, hopefully. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the, the match was just fine. I mean, it was it was a fun doubt for what it was. Like you said, it, the, the spot yeah, with Miyumi Osaki's photo book and Yuko Miyamoto was cool, but the, nothing the, to like. The combat. thing with the the Hanakamura shows is that the matches are, if nothing else, they're fun. Like yes. They're always fun. They're always interesting. Um, they may not like re like. They won't go to the heights that like the main events do, but you know what? They don't need to. They're just it's just a nice time, and it's a fun little, um, mm. fun little show, put together by friends and family. Um, you really can't. I mean, obviously. There's no way, like, you, you just can't critique these shows on, like, normal compared. You can't, like, say, oh, well, this wasn't that good a show because it's the Hanukkah Memorial Show. And yeah, so for, for what it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Which is why I, it's, it's, it's impossible to rate for me, but that's just me. We had the co-main event, we had Asuka, Natsupoi, and Shuri facing Tokyo Cyber Squad, Dev Yamasan, Konami. And the future stardom champion Rina, and Rina, Rina coming out with the belt was was a cool, touching moment because last year she was a surprise facing Sakura Hirota, and in a promo afterwards she said that next time she wants to wear the future stardom title coming into the show, and she did it, and coming out with Yay. that was was a cool, touching moment. And yeah. also, uh, you know, uh, consolations to Karyonayama who could who had to cancel. I could not yeah. be in this event. Thank but you at least Jeff we got to come back up. Stepping in. <laughs> Beth Yamasan come back. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Konami looks... Uh, there was some, some time where Konami didn't look good in the ring after her illness. I, I don't know what it was. Um, what it officially was. I don't know if they ever said it, but she had some, some kind of illness or like injuries because she, that needed her to step down full-time. But she looks really good again, and she looks healthy again, and it's cool for her. I'm, I'm glad she, she can wrestle more again. And yeah, maybe down the line we might see may see another full time run of her. I don't know. I can't tell, but it would be cool. The match itself was 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 exactly what it should have been. Um, a fast paced match with all six showing out well. Um, I mean, I I don't really it's want cool to, to see, take. It's cool to see Oscar like featuring alongside the Stardom wrestlers. So like, yes, well. especially it's something that outside of those shows we may never see. Yeah, so it's always cool. Unfortunately, then, then we then we had the main event. We had Aja Kong and Sari against Mika Wata Miyamoto, oh. and oh. amazing man. This is so good. <laughs> this match was so good. Yeah, it's it, it's Kyoko somehow. It, it it's on paper. It doesn't. It looks so wild, and it delivered just like you would expect. Four I mean, amazing wrestlers. Even Aja Kong looked good in this match. Aja, Aja Kong was yeah. Aja Kong was going crazy. <laughs> she was going, She was doing, giving so much, and putting so much heart into it. It was really great to see. Yeah, um, it's awesome. It was a really like we talk at, like again we're saying about how like oh most of these shows are just fun. Most of these matches are just fun. Like this, the main events always turn up, and this was a really great strong um emotional main event uh there are parts of it where i thought miki iwata would be able to actually win <laughs> um, sadly no but you know it's her mio fantastic Suri looks like every single match she does she looks better like yes. she's getting like she looked great in her comeback she looks better and better every time she comes out um, like she's getting back into it, and uh, Mio Mono. We've already talked about how Mio Mono is great. Aja Kong put on her boots, like she came to play. Um, has been, you know, she's really like in the times I've seen Aja recently, she's really been turning it up. Um, relative to what she can do, still physically, she's really giving it her all, and. Uh, Mika Iwata, you talked about how Miyuki Takase is an underrated wrestler. I think Mika Iwata is a very underrated wrestler. Yeah. Um, not like, obviously, not just in how she's booked, but also, I don't think we talk about her enough. Consequently, because she's in Sendai and they don't upload their shows very often at the moment, and she isn't booked very strong there. But she's, I just think she's really good. Yeah, and she's, she's awesome. awesome. And she proved to it get here. these. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, from the name value, she was the, the smallest or like the least relevant name. Mm. Well, she's the but in my name, opinion, but, but yeah, but my opinion, awesome. she showed out the most because she had the yeah. most to show. Uh, yeah, and she is um she's also the one with the strongest connection to Hannah because she is yes. sort of looking back on it now. She is like the her and Hannah's careers are kind of entwined forever. Um, and so it's great to see her come and have a great, a big moment on these shows. Yes, definitely. 
Um, after the match, we had um, a kind of cool video package that we always get that always nearly makes me cry. And we had some dozen of wrestlers, including Irshirai, Kari, Mercedes Monet, Sir Lucas, Cheeseburger, Chris Wolf, I don't know who else was there who said um, the, the, the pings in, in the camera, and it was just hard. It was just, just amazing to see. And it's yeah. great that we, even after three years, that Hannah is still in our heart and our present like that. Oh. <laughs> well, that was. Um, mo- moving on from that, um, if you haven't seen the show, you can buy it and fight. I think they fixed the, the, the can, screen yeah, you now. Do you fix? They fixed replay you can buy it on yes. fight or you can also buy it on uh ticket target ticket which I is know. the japanese streaming site um you just have to put in a uh, japanese phone number you can find those online so either or is a equally either or is a yeah important important to notice um your money won't go to fight or like any other company um it goes to i think it's charity yeah, it, or, it all yeah, goes it's, to it's well. It goes to um, Kyoko Kimura's uh, fund to uh, both to. Um, I think partly it contributes to these shows, uh, but I think most of it goes to uh, her fund to um, fight against online but harassment and educate people on the dangers that come yeah. with abusing people on social media. Yeah. So if you not only want to see a good wrestling show. A great wrestling show, an emotion wrestling show, but also support support uh, Kyoko. Please buy the show. We will, you will find the link on on Fight to guess with. Um, moving on, we have some news section, a little news that came out today. I don't know if you have seen that from Diana. No. Um, Madeline announced that she's leaving Diana at the end of the year. Uh, due to her marrying someone, um, an unknown person, she will recollate to Kansai next year and continue to wrestle as a freelancer. Um, kind of shocking, I would say, because you know we never hear some 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 major things about the wrestler's personal life. Um, she was a great prospect for Diana, and I hope whatever she does next in her life with her husband works out well for her. And it's cool to see that she isn't retiring instantly, but rather just, you know, well, you decided know to go means. freelance. You know hmm? what this means? Um, no. She's going down to Osaka to wrestle. She's going to enter the Hannah Zone. Oh, I she's, did not know where Kansai going was. Down, she's going to go to... Ha- so Kansai is the region where uh, Osaka is. Osaka is where Momoka Hanazono yeah. mostly re- lives and mostly wrestles. She can. She owns the Osaka scene, bro. Yes, it. all of it flows through her. Uh, so I do think if she is going to continue wrestling down in Kansai, she's she's absolutely going to wrestle with Hanazana because there's there's not a big like wrestling scene down there. Out, so there's not so many companies and so many shows that she's absolutely going to run into Hanazana at some point. Hopefully, would be a cool match. Um, to and this podcast, I have one last question for you. You watched a dozen of matches you haven't seen. 
what was for you the best match you have seen this month from the match we talked about? Oh, for the matches we talked about in this show? Yeah. Um, I am going to go with... Astronauts is close, but I'm going to go with Mio Momono finishing the story <laughs> and getting the belt. Yes, the champion. Finally. I can't I can't go with anyone else. It has to be Mia. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't disagree. Um it's for me between that one and the Okabayashi vs. Aoki match, mainly because I was so behind Aoki that I wanted to see him win and him, seeing him win was just oh, a yeah, me, moment. Me, me too, me too. I'm a I'm a huge big fan fan, of course. Yes. The huge big yeah, yeah, fan. Yeah. I was I uh, was eating my potato as I watched it in like <laughs> rap attention. And if you have seen any new wrestler who like surprised you or like got your attention the most, um, Hiroyuki Suzuki from <laughs> Nigata Pro. That's a, that's not even a joke. That's seriously the odd. Like a wrestler who I had no idea existed before I watched that match. He looked really good. Really like a big dude, but very fast. A lot. Of, yeah. Like, hit his moves really well. Uh, I think he's a nice, looks like a nice, and he's young as well, which is cool. So um, I wouldn't be averse to seeing more of him. Although I probably won't because he wrestles in Niigata Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And with that, we have finished the section and like, like the review and news and stuff. So I will give you one last chance to plug everything you know Twitter, your podcast. Uh, my Twitter um, is. My Twitter is at NamaSansReacts on Twitter. Um, there you can see wonderful, wonderful tweets such as Yota Siemenspewer Suji. Uh, you can. That's my. That's just my latest one. Um, actually, you know what? Don't go and read my Twitter. It's terrible. Um, unless you, unless you like really hate yourself, there's no reason to go on my Twitter. Uh, but you can also catch me on the Tokyo Joshi Freedom Fighters podcast, where um, for those of people w listening to this who aren't familiar with Tokyo Joshi, it's just the same as Big Japan. It's like <laughs> um, basically the same thing. Um, I talk about all things Tokyo Joshi on there. Uh, Yannick, so critical Yannick, perhaps, yep. has been on there once and will be going on there again. Um, to stop me and my broadcast partner Finley from killing each other. Um, so yeah, that's about everything. Um, yes. I don't... Also, support Yotosuji. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's my that's my last point. Support Yotosuji. I mean, you can see we are just recording that two hours after <laughs> after Dominion <laughs> ended. So uh, shout shout out yeah. to Okada with Brian Danielson at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I want to see I want to see Danielson against the real star of New Japan, which is of course Yokosuji. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the real um, name. Yeah. And also but... shout out to Eddie Kingston getting in the G1. Can't wait to was... see you versus Toriano, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, to plug my stuff, um, follow me on Twitter at p underscore wrestling. Also, if you want to check out rest, we have the Five Star Network. Um, we have a website where you can, can, you know, there's a ton of different podcasts with the biggest rivals of 
the Tokyo Joshi Freedom Fighters. We have Watch Teach. We, <laughs> we have Sad. You don't need to. You don't need to listen to that podcast. But yeah, on, we'll talk about the others. <laughs> we, we we have Quest, which is all about Sardom. We have the Dramatic Dream Dragons, which is all about DDT and Dragon Gate. Watch Teach, Pro Gems, of course. And <laughs> hi- sorry, no, that was high fly flow. Please check it all out, and also please remember the all together again review on YouTube live. It's gonna be me with two guests, or at least. As of right now, one guest, but it's going to be two guests, I'm pretty sure. And yes. And also, continue to enjoy wrestling. Support the podcast. Um, check it out. Spotify, YouTube, wherever. Share the link with your friends. You know it. Thank you. Peace out. And have a good day. Uh, just one more note. One more note. Yes. Uh, I, I'd like to offer a counterpoint. Don't enjoy wrestling. Push agendas. Argue. Uh, fill the world with more hate. And Vera yes. and vile uh, slander. That's all we want to see. We're, we're not here for positivity. We're here for war. <laughs> and the biggest war is TJPW versus Marvelous. Oh, fuck. No, I, I mean Oz Academy I... versus Marvelous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And see ya and have a good day, guys. Bye.